Slice Audio. Citizens Arrest! <laughs> yeah, there he is. Welcome to episode, what is it? I think it's nine or... Oh, watch out. We've we're, been at it that long, huh? We're in quite a few episodes, haven't we? Yeah, we've got to be mm-hmm. dozens. We're on season two. Oh, we we got two seasons now. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'm glad we got renewed. <laughs> yeah. They brought us back. Yeah. I think we're two. renewed for as many seasons as we want. Is this okay. like part two? Then? Yeah. Season two, part two? Yeah. yeah. Season two, Citizens Why not? Police Academy. It's whatever we want we to come be. Up, don't you think we should come up with a new name then or like some sort of kick off on the side? Like, you know, we had <laughs> Top Gun Maverick. Do you guys see that, by the way? Oh, yes. Citizens Arrest, Mosher. There we go. Because <laughs> no. it's like you're... Well, you're you got to come up with something you're better than that. years later. <laughs> something better than that. You're our maverick. <laughs> no. You are. Well, I do kind of look like Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying. You're way taller than he is. <laughs> yeah. You're a tall Tom Cruise. <laughs> you're like a really tall Tom Cruise. Yeah. Kelvin, if you had a call sign at the station, what would it be? Uh, maverick. Uh, no. <laughs> I have no idea. I don't, even you, know to, I don't even know where to go on that one. Uh, face man. Face man. I don't know where to go with that. I don't I got nothing mature to say. <laughs> oh, yeah, I got it. Yeah, I think I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the the face of the department. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. that makes sense. I think it'd be mic drop. Oh. Mic drop. Boom. Yeah, there you go. I mm-hmm. like it. Mm-hmm. Could I be like DJ since I'm like on the radio with the? Yeah. Ksh, ksh, ksh. You could. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah, yo, it's DJ. Yeah. You know, spit some rhymes on the old two way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yo, got a car bustle through the forty four, but I headed down told you what you know. Come back. Coming to you from East Omaha Street. Yeah. <laughs> Here so, we go. I got right. a little, I have a story to tell you guys. Okay. We're ready. Ooh. Are you ready? Are you comfortable? We're good. We're ready to roll. Okay, so I got a new vehicle. It's a it's a Cadillac Escalade. Ritzy. High dollar. I don't know why we got a whisper. I'm in the wrong It's like business. riding in luxury because you don't raise your voice Fancy. in the Escalade. She's never even let me come within five feet of this car. <laughs> One day. In fear, my scent might get inside of it. She doesn't like that. So <laughs> I'm out shopping. I went to Sam's Club. It's full of groceries. And I'm just la, 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 driving home. I'm going down Campbell Street, getting ready to turn left on Highway 44. I'm in the turning lane, right? And the light is green. And so I'm moseying on out a little bit. <laughs> he knows where this is going already. There's a, a woman coming. And she looks like she's going to go through. So I, I stop. And then she slams on her brakes, and then by the time she does that, the light turns red, mm-hmm. and so I, I go through yep. the rest of the way. Left-hand turn on coming vehicle. And there's a cop in the other turning lane going the other direction. He flips around and pulls me over. Oh, no. Oh, no. And so I'm like, I didn't do anything wrong. What was I supposed to do? Back up? And he's <laughs> he's like, I'm, I'm sorry, but you did. You did something wrong. And I'm like, no, this is going to be the topic of the next podcast. Oh, no. The funny thing is, remember the last time you guys were in here, we were talking about what should a person, what do you as, as police officers right. expect and is Look. being polite and nice? Mm-hmm. Yep. Were you polite and nice? I'm going to check was the shaking. body cam. I was, get, yeah. I was getting ready to cry because I was so worked <laughs> up because... I, I was having such a great oh, day, no. and I didn't think I had done anything wrong. And so we're kind of arguing back and forth. And I'm like, I'm sorry. I don't think I did anything wrong. And he's like, you did, though. I slipped your guys' names in there. 
Oh man, <laughs> name dropper. How, I did. How far name did that get dropper. you? Uh, he was like, he, his attitude kind of changed actually Ooh. after I, <laughs> I pulled, I pulled that card, and I said, "This is going to be the topic of our next podcast." Okay. And I was like, "I'm always good. I'm always obeying the laws because I don't want to, I don't want to ruin the relationship that I have with these guys. I'm always trying my best to be good, and I don't think I did anything wrong here. Maybe sure. we should invite him in." Yeah. I said, do you want to come in? And he's like, no, I'm going to leave it to you guys. <laughs> Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. And he had like a New York accent. And so I did use the F word once. Oh, no. See? It kind of like brought it out of me because of his accent. <laughs> and he was like, language. Yeah. And then because it was a new car, it didn't have license plates right. on it yet. That's what I was first thinking. He, I was thinking that you didn't have any visible license plates in the vehicle. He had to pull in another officer. So now there's two officers parked behind me. I'm super embarrassed because I'm like, my neighbors are going to see me. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm going to tell him to go. He couldn't give me a warning or a ticket because he couldn't figure out what state the, the vehicle was from. He was going to just let me go with the warning. He's like, I can't even give you that, not even if I wanted to. Because he was researching and researching, looking through my paperwork, and he could not figure out what That's state odd. it was from. That's odd. Yeah. yeah. Anyhow. But here I am feeling like a criminal because there's two cops parked behind me. And so you didn't get a citation or a warning? Though. No. Okay. But people driving by probably think I had drugs in the car. Well, you didn't have a license plate, so how do they know it's you? And they it's a brand new me. car. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, I can't give you a ticket. I'm like, good. I'm going to go. We're good friends by this time. Like, we're joking around <laughs> and stuff. Good. I'm like, okay, I, I'm not going to tell my husband about this because I felt like I had done something really, really bad. So I go to get a car wash on my way home, and I'm calming down because I had the shakes. And I get almost home, and I get a phone call from my husband. And he's like, so how's the car working for you? How's, is the speedometer working okay? Did you get pulled over? And I'm like, how did you know? Did, did somebody see me? Did you drive by? And he's like, no, the cop showed up here. Because he forgot <laughs> to give me my driver's license. Oh, okay. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that happens from time to time. So now all my neighbors really think I am a criminal because the cops are at my house. Mm. How embarrassing. I was so embarrassed, you guys. I wanted to give him a ticket. Yeah, I think that's a misconception. Cops at your house is not always a bad yeah, thing. No. I mean, you could be a yeah. victim, too. Yeah. We, we talked about this on our show, and there's people that agreed with me that I didn't do anything wrong. So basically, how the law reads is that if you pull up to an intersection, do you see that little white line across the front mm-hmm. of the car that's kind of like a stop bar on the on mm-hmm. painted on the road? Yeah, is what you are required to do is if you have a red light or even a green light for that matter. Uh, first, let's talk about the red light. You cannot cross that bar on a red light. You got to stop before that bar and you got to wait for your light to turn green before you go. However, if you are in this situation where you need to make a, a left-hand turn and you have a green light and you have oncoming vehicles, before you cross that white line on the road, you need to make sure that vehicles that are oncoming are clear. Because oftentimes is what will happen is people will kind of start to sneak out in the middle of the intersection because they anticipate like a gap to come in the road to where they can scoot across and make their turn. And then sometimes those gaps close and then all of a sudden they're stuck in the middle of the road or the light will turn red. So yeah, in the, in the future, Amy, you got to stop before the, before the crossbar. What about all the other people that are doing it? 
Well, I was just following all the other people. Well, the, what you do there is just like what happened to you. You know, is what we'll do oftentimes is we'll stop the perpetrator. We'll call you the perpetrator oh my in this gosh. case. Such a criminal. And, uh, you know, uh, sometimes it may result in a written warning. Sometimes it may result in a citation. But it all boils down to, as like in this case, you didn't get either, but we were able to educate you. We were, were able to educate the public. So now next time you're faced with that situation, hopefully it won't happen again. <laughs> My right? guess is that was going to be sort of a, a teaching moment for that yeah. officer, you know, to be able to, to educate you about the, the law at hand, not write you a citation or punish you for it, but just let you know that that's... Uh, that's the law. Yeah, and when I told him that we were going to talk about this on the podcast, he's like, "Good, maybe you can teach other people not to do it too." <laughs> yeah, you heard it yeah. here. Yeah, there's. See, all... it did become a teaching moment for everybody listening to this podcast. It now. did. There's all yeah. sorts of things out there that you people for that. often forget about. Because how long has it been since you've taken your driver's license exam? Oh, <laughs> well, seventeen years old. Yeah, I mean, so many, so five, many, six years. Yeah. yeah, I thought it was like what. Two years ago? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, you, um, but if you let it expire, then you have to go back in. Oh, that's you know, another story. So that's mm-hmm. one. That's just an example of one of those things that a person might forget about over the years. But like another common one would be is uh, we all know we have to stop at stop signs, right, before we yeah. cross the road or before we turn onto a road. Uh, same goes for us if you're leaving like a private driveway. Here at the studio, as you leave and you turn onto Omaha Street, uh, there's no stop sign there. So oftentimes people will just be cruising through the parking lot of said establishment. They'll see that traffic is clear and they'll treat it more like a yield rather Mm -hmm. than a stop sign. But that's just another one of those things that's a common violation of where we'll make traffic stops on and educate the public in regards to, hey, no, time out. we got to stop at those uh, intersections or driveways or private access areas just to make sure that cars aren't coming to help avoid those crashes. We even had a listener get the the manual out because her husband had gotten a ticket for doing this. Okay. And she said there's nowhere in there where it talks about this. It just says to yield to oncoming traffic. That's it. Doesn't talk about stopping at the crossbar. Doesn't say anything about the the line on the road or anything. I'm willing to bet it does somewhere, but it doesn't say in this situation, you know what I mean? I'm willing it just says you have to stop <laughs> and wait for your wait, wait and for, wait for, wait for your either green arrow or your opening. But I mean Amy's true, we all do it. You all we all ease out there because it's like I can remember people telling me the same thing. People meaning like not my parents, but other people saying, Hey man, ease out there. Come on, get out there. So when it's open, you can go. Or when the light changes, everybody stops. You can go. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, so you do it. But it's like my my parents are CDL drivers and they've drove like rapid city school buses. They've trained school bus drivers. And they're, they've always told me, no, you don't do that. But they're coming right. from the school bus side of things. You know right. what I mean? And she's like, because you're, you're blocking the intersection. Or what if there's an emergency vehicle coming through and you're sitting out in the middle of this intersection? And that's, that's what my yeah. parents were using as excuses. You know, where this most commonly becomes a problem isn't so much with the uh, left-hand turning vehicles. Is like if you're downtown and there's a train, say, that's coming through. And you may be going north or southbound on one of our thoroughfares, and traffic will start to back up. And uh, vehicles will think that there's enough room for them to actually clear the intersection. But as they get out into the middle of the intersection on a green light, there's so much traffic that backs up. And then the light turns red on them while they're in the middle of the intersection. 
And the, the, we've all been the, stuck uh, at an intersection because now, of one of those people. Yeah, now <laughs> the other direction of travel in this scenario, east and westbound, can't go anywhere. Now you're double blocked. Now you're double blocked. So Blocking that's in the box. That's just the importance of not crossing that crossbar until you know that you can get through that intersection safely. Don't be that person. No. <laughs> Definitely a learning learning experience. And I would I, I would venture to say that for the most part, if we pull someone over for a minor equipment violation or a moving violation, it is gonna be that teaching moment. Yeah. Uh, unless there's something uh, you know, I, I mean, unless we spot drugs in the car or there's anything else to, to escalate that encounter. Sketchy vehicle. <laughs> sketchy <laughs> driver. called it a yeah. suspicious yeah. vehicle. Yeah. Well, because you can't <laughs> identify I, I mean, an escalate, I, I, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not bias-based policing here, but how many drug dealers do we know that have escalates? All of mine do. <laughs> I feel like such a criminal. All of my, all of my I am dealers. just kidding. But in, in reality, uh, you know, if you get pulled over for something like that, uh, if you have a good attitude and, and uh, you know, you use it, you know, you, you take the advice of the officer that the, the, the officer is trying to give you, uh, it's going to result in a warning or, you know, either a written warning or an unwritten warning. He was going to give me a warning, but he couldn't even give me that. So that's there you go. Thing. So there you go. What are we complaining about? Maybe that's his excuse for saying, just just go. Just go. Go. And don't mention my name. <laughs> well, the other cop that showed up, they had a whole meeting about it, I think. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, the other cop was probably like, hey, watch out. That's Amy. <laughs> hey, uh, she knows no. Medina and Mosier. <laughs> we, got, we, we got you flagged in the system yeah, he's now. Like, I'm out of here. All right. Now, you got this, but I don't want no record of me being here. <laughs> when I mentioned your name, he just kind of smiled and went like this. Kind of put know. his head down. <laughs> I wonder Poor if you kid. said you raced go-karts with him or whatever online. If, if it's like oh. or race cars with him online, he'd be like, oh, really? Oh, you're on a whole different level here. Hey, we'll give you police escort. Let's get those groceries home. <laughs> the Escalade did, did you has... tell him that you've been through the EVOC training? No, I didn't get that <laughs> He should have said, said there's nervous. no cones here. Good luck catching me. <laughs> <laughs> I have slowed down. I was a bit of a speeder in my old car. Okay. But this one, I'm just relaxed and yep. just taking it easy Good. on the Enjoy roads. the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Now you mentioned that there was there were two people in the yeah. at the station here that uh, had been had been pulled over. What's what what's the other situation here? Let's call them up. Hold on. Are you coming in? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on. Yep. All right, we got D Ray in here. He's got an issue. Good morning. Good morning. morning. How are you guys? <laughs> nice to meet you. And nice to see you again as well. Daryl Knight. Lieutenant Mosier. Yes. Brendan Medina. Exactly. So. Perpetrator D-Ray. How long Ooh. have you guys been doing this, by the way? This whole police academy thing. Over a year. I think. Over a year? Yeah. yeah. It's been really good PR for you guys, you know? Pretty much right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean, seriously, it is. It is. I feel like yeah, I yeah. feel like I'm getting led down the road. Or no, something no, here. no, 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 no. This is fine. But I mean, it is. It's good PR for you guys. And yeah, then, you know, not for nothing. Time. But sometimes, you know, police officers are real good PR. That's yeah. fine. Um, well, we got a little issue here. We're ready for it, and I think you guys could probably help out. Oh yeah. <laughs> At summer nights, first summer nights last week on Thursday. We, you know, do a whole setup. We do the, the pre-party there, which you guys really should probably enter. It's pretty fun. You and nine of your friends can have food and drink there in the, in the tents. Mm-hmm. Probably shouldn't show up in uniform for that. But, um, and so we set up beforehand, and we go behind the backstage to set up for things like this. And I parked my vehicle. Actually, it was a station vehicle there behind words. And it was around 5 o'clock. I hit the, the plus button, 
you know, on the meter because you get your extra 15 minutes, right? You're, you're 15 for free, which is very cool. Well, I come back and um, I see this. Oh, sure. oh, no. Let's see. This is a uh, Park, parking violation. Yeah. This is a parking violation. Uh, Ford SUV black. Uh, looks like in the downtown area. Um, unfortunately, the Rapid City Police Department is not in charge of parking. <laughs> of course you guys aren't in charge of parking yeah. of course you're not yeah. but you know a guy but you know a guy right it's no longer a everybody knows somebody so basically you know maybe you know if this if you'd like this bit to continue uh, which, I, which I think you know the fans of the show and, and fans of the police and there's a lot of fans of the police around here um, I mean you really want to Gosh, I guess you call it like increase your PR visibility, your, your community outreach. <laughs> Maybe a little, uh, you know, community outreach. Little, little, little like forgiveness is guess what sure. I'm looking for because this is going to come out of my salary. Sure. And my salary is not that much. <laughs> trust me. Um, you know, and with inflation and everything, that's a lot. 15 bucks, when did that happen? They used to be like five here. Yeah, the council voted to uh, increase it. <laughs> the council. Okay, the council. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll deal with the council later. So can you guys take care of this for me, basically, is what I'm asking. You know, uh, unfortunately, I don't know about that. <laughs> no, no. You got 15 bucks? <laughs> you know, I can actually tell you this. Uh, as much as I am ashamed to say it, I am also a recipient of one of those. Oh, come on. Tickets. Well, how can you be a recipient? I mean, it's well, just like... Well, my scenario was is uh, it was... On a weekend, and uh, my wife, who works for a local business here in town, was having a Christmas party get-together, and I as well thought about free parking, but at that time, I didn't realize you actually had to hit the button to, like, make the the timer start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So then I picked up some food trays, went into the establishment of where they were having their gathering at, came back out about 10 minutes later, and, uh, yeah, I got one of those as well. So. Did you pay it or tear it up? Oh yeah, I had. Of course, I had to pay it, and uh, nah, but I paid it. it I went. paid it with a smile on my face. Maybe no. as go far on your the record? smile goes. But uh, yeah, it was a learning experience for me, and that fifteen dollars uh, changed my behavior. Well, should I fight this, Brendan? Should I fight the ticket? Because I mean, we're back there. It's ba- it's it's blocked off. Okay, only authorized personnel. And believe me, I'm. Authorized. You're authorized. Okay. <laughs> we're, we're supposed to be back there. So why are they? Uh, I, I think just like any any citizen, you have every right to go and contest the circumstances of this ticket. <laughs> oh, I am taking this to the Supreme Court. I am, so this is going to be a landmark decision. Well, I, I, I think you have, a, you have an argument to make. D-Ray versus City of Rapid City. <laughs> D-Ray versus City of Rapid City. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Forever in law schools at Harvard Law School. Gentlemen refer to D-Ray versus Rapid City. <laughs> Landmark decision. Landmark decision back in 2022. I think what's going to be funny is when the parking ticket guys come in in their Segway to, <laughs> to, the, to the courtroom. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, the Johnny uh, yes. Depp and Amber Heard trial's over now. It's all you. Exactly. We need, we need a new celebrity trial, don't we? Yeah. 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 Oh, well, anyway, thanks a lot, guys. I'm just going to give this to Murdoch. It's fine. He said he'd take care of it. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks, guys. Are you going to park there again tomorrow night? Absolutely. All right. Okay, good. And the saga continues.
<laughs> he might be funny. back next time. <laughs> That's all right. Uh, so to continue the stories of the home slice criminal activity, yeah. I also failed to renew my driver's license. And oh, it expired. Come on. Even, even past the 30 days. Yes, that was my next question. Did you let the full 30 days go by? I did. Yep. And I had to retake the test. Oh, the driving part too? No. Oh, no. lucky you. But I also did flunk the motorcycle part. Oh, no. Because that's been a long time. So now I don't have my motorcycle endorsement. I got to study up and go retake that one. No you, just, more. you just made me recheck my driver's license. And uh, I got a year to go. So. Okay. Yeah. Good job. Me long too. Long year. Me too. <laughs> it's a. I, mine expired on me as well and it was when i went to renew i or i bought a car mm. otherwise who knows how long i'd have been cruising around right. because after you get like to a certain age you don't check your id nobody checks your yeah. id mm-hmm. I, nobody's checked my id since i was 16 with this beard <laughs> like i haven't had nobody's carded me for nothing never yeah I walk into strip clubs when i was 17 nobody gave a crap you know that's anyway. also how i found out too when i bought the car in the strip club yeah. Oh, yeah. oh. That's too. Yeah. <laughs> no. But but it, let's change gears and get to recently there was a shooting, uh, mm-hmm. officer involved shooting in Rapid City. Yes. Started as a chase, ended in an unfortunate shot. I don't know where things are, but things were on as far as social media. People are taking it all sorts of different directions mm-hmm. and just kind of wanted to talk about it with you guys. Yeah. Yeah, of, we, of what happened. we can kind of dissect it, and you know, some things from our perspective that that are worth noting in in mm-hmm. the narrative of, of this event. So, what had happened? It was an early Tuesday morning, a simple traffic stop for a uh, an equipment violation, like we were talking about earlier. <laughs> Probably would have been a simple, you know, if it was just the equipment violation, it would have just been a hey, get that fixed and be on your way. Well, the individual decided not to not to stop for the traffic stop. Instead, continued to roll at a slow pace until another occupant jumped out of the vehicle, at which point the vehicle sped off at a high rate of speed. It became a pursuit that uh, looped around the north side, ended up heading south on Campbell, and then turning east on East St. Pat. A TVI was attempted, and from your time in the Citizens Police Academy, the mm-hmm. TVI is the tactical vehicle intervention where we attempt to... to spin a vehicle out in a controlled manner to end a pursuit, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in this case, the TVI did not work. The vehicle continued down East St. Pat to turn south on South Valley Drive and then turned into a residential street uh, called Terra Street. At that point, the officer exited his vehicle to start issuing commands to the driver. The driver instead operated the vehicle in a direction towards the officer, so actually drove at, at the officer. Wow. And a lot of the, the comments that you see on social media are, well, you shot an unarmed person. Well, we all very well know mm-hmm. that a car can kill somebody. Yeah. Right? Became a weapon. Yeah. So even though it's not a gun, she is still equipped with a weapon that can kill somebody. And mm-hmm. so it became a uh, deadly force encounter. And so the officer fired his duty weapon, striking her several times. The last check that I had, she was still alive. And so any time that we're involved in an officer-involved shooting, we do not investigate ourselves for the sheer integrity of the matter. To come out and say, yeah, we investigated our own shooting and we're justified. That's just not the way to do it, right? Right. So we call in a third party. In this case, that third party is the South Dakota Division of Criminal Investigation, who specializes in investigating these types of events involving law enforcement. And so right now, the case is in their hands. They typically take about 30 days to review it. 
issue a decision at the end of those 30 days and they come out with a whole public press release and a report yeah. and and all that. So that's the stage we're at now is mm-hmm. it's completely been handed over to another agency and uh, we're just awaiting their investigation. So a couple of things I have is like, maybe you can answer this. Was the officer by his car or did he like step away from his car? He, you know he, what I mean? Was he, he was in the alone? process of, of getting out of his car. Okay. So which, which really kind of almost puts him possibly in more harm's way. If you're half in and out of your car and you mm-hmm. get sandwiched by your door. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, that's worse than just getting hit by the car mm-hmm. yeah. that you could roll off of. And it all comes down to the individual experience that the officer had and that the officer was able to relay to the investigators wow. as they as they conduct this investigation too. That's yeah. going to be a critical component of this. I mean, it's unfortunate. Hopefully, the the person makes it through. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want anybody to, to lose their life over, especially a, yeah. a simple traffic stop. You know, you know, and anytime that our our officers are are forced into a, a deadly force encounter, I mean, it's always a tragedy for the community. Uh, we never want to be put in that situation. And uh, we've work, worked very hard to not be put in that situation. It's a, it's a critical incident. Uh, it, it's a lot upon the person, of course, that was involved in this thing as far as being the offender in the, in the pursuit. But then also, you know, think about the officers, too. Having to be put in that position, having to discharge your firearm, having to be involved in an investigation of which you're subject of uh, is pretty weighing on our officers as well. Yeah. Uh, after incidents like this happen, we have a, a individual at our police department that they'll go and they'll talk to, uh, kind of debrief the whole situation with as far as trying to get their thoughts and feelings out there, some release. And then uh, in this case, uh, the officer's back to work. He's doing fine, and uh, we're, we're moving along. What are There's not really a lot of choices you have when a car's coming at you in that situation as far as, say, say take the gun out of it. Let's pretend like he don't even have a gun. Mm-hmm. His options are were to run away from it, get back in the car and take the hit. Mm-hmm. Like, there's really not a lot of options, yeah, are there? Right. And right. and also, this is us not being there, not knowing the distance mm-hmm. of the car. You know, like what the reaction time. What mm-hmm. do you What do you have? We're making decisions from a chair in a studio that seems oh if i was there kind of say well this is a you're in that situation you have to make that choice now yeah and i i recognize that there are questions out there that you know the public has after any incident like this we live in a society where you know we can look up the answer to anything on our phone we're very Mm -hmm. used to getting information as soon as we want it in this case, an investigation has to take place, and uh, within 30 days, we'll have a full analysis of it. Uh, it just takes yeah. a little bit of time to get to the to the root of it all, figure out the in- entirety of the circumstances surrounding the incident, uh, and being able to present that to the public. Because obviously, we don't operate in a vacuum. This made headline news when it happened, and people want to know um, what happened. And so it's it it's on us and the investigating agency to ensure that there's transparency involved with it as well. Yeah. It's coming. You just have to wait a little bit. Yeah. I hope all is safe. I hope everything works out for the best for for both parties. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we're extremely thankful that uh, the officers who – there were two officers immediately on the scene when this happened, and we're very thankful that neither one of them was hurt or injured in that very dangerous situation posed by this driver – uh, but we also have to remember that there were a series of decisions that the driver made that also led up to this, too. Yep. 
Was there ever a point, do you think, during that chase that, and, and I don't know, pulling out of the pursuit? Sure. Terminating the pursuit? Terminating the pursuit. I mean, I don't know. It's 4 a.m. There's no traffic. Yeah. There, so you know. Lieutenant Moser could probably explain yeah. a lot about the, uh, the factors that go into keeping a pursuit going. So whenever a pursuit kicks off, that's one of the very first things that uh, is on our officers and department's mind is, is does the... Uh, does the need to immediately apprehend this individual outweigh the risk of which is being placed upon the public? Um, you know, those are some decisions that have to be made split second during these types of car chases and factors of like, yeah, how fast are they going? Uh, what time of day is it? Um, what's the traffic conditions like? Uh, we even look at weather conditions or what's the possibility that we can yeah. even catch this individual. That car to car. To car. Yeah, there's, <laughs> there's a lot of things that we have to uh, take a look at whenever our officers become involved in a car chase. Uh, one example that I'll, that I'll throw out there is, is uh, I call them sport bikes. Uh, mm-hmm. the, yeah, back from the 80s, you know, Vanilla Ice drove one, and I forgot what, what movie it Maverick was. Maverick? Yeah, Maverick. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, if, if we're chasing Maverick, and it's 4 o'clock in the afternoon, uh, we both know that Maverick is going to be able to far exceed the the performance limits of our patrol cars. And then not only that, but we are not going to want to even attempt to try to catch Maverick, right. especially at 4.30, 5 o'clock in the afternoon in the downtown area. Well, because there's probably a train. For, say, an offense mm-hmm. of, yeah. like, uh, say Maverick wasn't wearing eye protection. Yeah. So in that type of case, with uh, we would evaluate that, and Maverick would probably, well, he would be left to go, and we would do research to try to follow up and find him at a later time. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, every pursuit is uh, not only looked upon as far as whether or not it should continue at the time of the pursuit, but then also whenever these pursuits kick off and when they're finished, we also have what's called a review process. And all of those review processes are conducted by our uh, our EVOC team and then also our lieutenants and then also our ultimately our captain takes a look at them. And then we learn from the mistakes that we do make during those car chases. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, we, uh, our officers make mistakes from time to time. And uh, what is important, though, is when we do make a mistake is that we learn from them. Yeah. So, well, I've learned. I've learned. Yeah. Very good. Very good. <laughs> Speaking of motorcycles, since we were just talking about that, are you guys getting ready for the rally? That's August, right? Yeah, it's Right around up. the corner. Mm-hmm. Right around the corner. It seems like we just had the rally. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you know, the the rally, it used to be a bigger deal for agency, especially when Black Hills Harley-Davidson was located, you know, in the middle of the city. Uh, but now that that's not the case, it it's, uh, you know, we, it used to be a situation where it was all hands on deck. There was no vacation approved. You know, everybody, every officer who, uh, who's assigned to patrol had to be working during that time. And now it's become just sort of a, I mean, we've got it down to a science every year. We'll do proactive walkthroughs of Black Hills Harley-Davidson. We'll have, you know, we may have some extra traffic issues in Rapid City. But other than that, it's become, you know, not not as huge as you would imagine it. You know, throughout the last years, just like, yeah, more traffic, a lot more motorcycles. But as far as, you know, disturbances or fights or whatever it may be, it's... uh, 
it actually kind of seems to wind down a little bit from from the time of when I remember of being yeah. out there on the street. And perhaps that's because everybody's headed up to Mead County. So True. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that could be why. Good luck, Sturgis. Uh, so, yeah, right around here. <laughs> but but uh, it's still, it, it still throws its fair uh, fair share of curveballs at us. Oh, yeah. You know, we well, yeah. we have a we have a number of uh, those charity rides that make their way through town. Oh yeah, we have the, those. We have the occasional disturbance on an airplane, like last year. <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say that. <laughs> I never uh, got her number. Yeah. I'm hoping for another one. <laughs> yeah, it, that makes you know national news when that happens, but. Uh, you know, it, it, it really is not the uh, the giant wrench and things that you would imagine that it is. Additionally, on top of preparing for the rally, we're, we've also got another big event coming up, and, and this is just, uh, we're, we're about two weeks out from it. But are you guys familiar with the Guns and Hoses blood drive? Oh, yes. yes, I am. Yeah. I've yeah. been saving. Yeah. It's Wonderful. Good. It's good. Yeah, yeah. 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 so good, we, good, we've good. got that coming up. And so we'll be doing that for three days up at the, is it Uptown Rapid City now is what it's yes, called? Yes. Yeah. So we'll be in the middle there uh, near Rue 21. And uh, I know that uh, Vitalant is is uh, really, really hurting for blood donations right now. So mm-hmm. every drop helps. I'm, I'm team guns this year. Since Wonderful. The, you know, you guys. I got two arms, one for guns, one's for hoses. <laughs> okay. Oh. <laughs> Actually, they, they have a horrible, they have horrible time trying to get to my veins. So I wish they would just go to my hoses. Do you, do you, do you have a, do you have an arm that they, they tend to choose? No, they fight on both oh, of them. Oh, look at okay. this. They will poke. Look at that. They will poke. Yeah. They'll go to the other arm they and poke around. Around. The only where only spot on my body you can see veins is my hoses. <laughs> Speaking of hoses and uh, events, the firefighter challenge is coming up in July. Yeah, look at that. Are you going to go? It's so fun to watch. It is. Those guys are very talented at what they do, and I know that our local team has has had a lot of success in these nationwide uh, challenges. Yeah. So, and I'll be performing the national anthem both days. Wonderful. Yes. And it's at uh, Black Hills Harley Davidson. You know, are this year. we going to have like a fire truck pull again or something like that? Yeah, this year? so we're we're going to do the fire truck pull. There was a little bit of contention with the event last year, you know, because every year we do a we we do a kickoff event to uh, start out the Guns and Hoses Blood yeah. Drive. Uh, in in years past, it's been like a fire truck pull, or we'll pull cop cars across the finish line. Uh, this year we're doing another fire truck pull. Last year the fire department thought that they might get a leg up on us because mm-hmm. they, they had uh, sort of they had this thing called the bucket challenge in which you hang a, a bucket from a rope between two pillars and you've got a team on each side with a oh, fire yeah. hose oh. and you have to push the using the, the, the pressure from the fire hose, you yeah. have to push the bucket over to the other team's side. And so we entered this having no idea how to do it, right? How to handle your hose. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so if you watch the video, it's up on our social media pages. We beat the fire department no at their way. own wow. game. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Thanks. So way to go. Jeez. Come yeah. on, fire department. And, and we, asked, we asked them if they wanted to do it again this year, and you know what they said? No. No. <laughs> We've decided that's not as fun as we thought it would be. <laughs> that's you know, funny. You know, uh, I, I like to joke around when it comes to the, the firefighters quite a bit, but, you know, we honestly have a very good relationship with them. Yeah. And, you know, especially with my counterpart over at the fire department, if you know her, uh, Tessa Yeager. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, we've been really good friends for a long time, so we like to jab each other every now and yeah. again. Well, and it shows because you're able to – crack those jokes you're mm-hmm. able to tease you wouldn't do that if you weren't actually friends oh, yeah. you know what i mean like, you know the quickest way to a cop's heart is a good firefighter joke oh i thought you were going to say donuts <laughs> donuts Shoot. are a good one but a good firefighter joke will do it too 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those firefighters. <laughs> My brother-in-law is a firefighter, so it gets a hard. You know, you start yeah. to mix family with mm-hmm. friends. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah. One's for guns, one's for hoses. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, we necessary. need you both. Funny that you mentioned that, too, because this week we're, we're talking about the 50th anniversary of the 1972 flood yes. all yeah. this week, right? And so you read some of the after-action reports from that, and you see just how well the police department and the fire department came together to rescue people from that flood. And, yeah. uh, you know, you didn't have one side or the other. It was all everybody was on the same team to rescue people from this huge natural disaster that affected the area. That's that's how we are in when we come to uh, to work every day and we work incidents out in the community every day is we're all on the same team. Yeah. yeah. And there's a great book. It's called Come Into the Water. You should look it up. Tells the, a great story, many stories actually, of people that experienced the flood. Everybody yes. has a, a different story, and it's so fascinating to hear yeah. you know everybody's point of view of that night. You know, one of one of the things that always sticks with me about you know the survivors and the people who were around at that time is they said you know it was it was one of the few times in in Rapid City history where everybody came together. Yeah, everybody came together to help one another. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. When my grandma was alive, she said she could hear people crying, babies mm-hmm. crying. Mm-hmm. She said it was horrible. Yeah, it's uh, and you know, 50 years later, those scars still exist. And that's yeah. why we're we're doing all the different events and observances that are going on this week. Yeah, yeah it was trippy this, uh, ironically, this last Sunday, me and my son and wife went out fishing. And so we were at the uh, mouth of Rapid Creek, or we were right at, at the, the dam in Pactola there. And it's kind of wild as we're sitting there fishing in this catch and release area. And you're looking up and you're just kind of like, wow. <laughs> This is not a good place to be. Yeah. You, know? <laughs> you know, it's like, wow. But there is like, they have done such a good job with, and I don't know what it looked like back then. Sure. You know, I don't yeah. know. Mm-hmm. And, but it's like, it's crazy to think just how Rapid Creek has changed in, in Rapid City mm-hmm. with the, the flood areas, mm-hmm. uh, the, you know, the, the banks that they've made. So if the, the creek could like quadruple in size and not flood and yeah, be okay. Absolutely. It's kind of cool. I think we can all uh, agree that the uh, the greenway that is is left after the flood and is, is what it's become after the flood yeah. is one of the crown jewels of Rapid City now. Yep. So. Yep, it is. So. You know, I remember tubing down Rapid Creek as a kid. Mm-hmm. How come people don't do that anymore? I, I've seen people doing mm-hmm. it. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, I have great memories of that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've cr- I cracked my butt. That's how I <laughs> cracked my butt. <laughs> you know, there's <laughs> been times where we've gotten a lot of rain and they've you know, told people to knock it off until things subside. But for the most part, I mm-hmm. it's the best time to go. Well, probably. Yeah. Yeah. I, I've yeah. seen I've seen kayakers in there too. I've yeah. I've seen I've a guy. Never seen that. Yeah, I've seen a guy who uh, was running down the bank chasing after a kayak that got out. <laughs> <laughs> that's and awesome. You're kind of looking at that, and you're like, ah, I think it. I think that's gone, buddy. <laughs> or you might you might have to go down. Just to, wait till it gets to a shallow. Yeah, spot. you might have to go out to Farmingdale to find that. <laughs> well, thanks. For for coming in. We All kept right. you a little yeah. bit longer this time. Yeah, no, Sorry. this was fun. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Till next time. Till next time, Maverick. Over and out. <laughs> <laughs> Citizens Arrest is hosted by Amy Rose, Brandon Jones, Brendan Medina, and Lieutenant Mosier. Produced by Mark Houston. Engineered by Chris Jacquez. Audio and video mastered by Russ Haddon. If you liked what you heard, please rate it five stars and leave a comment. Affirmative.